Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey, Fi fans, I'm Michelle Joy Phelps, and you're watching Behind the Gloves in association with S-Jam Boxing. Now, so much has happened over the weekend, as you guys already know, but I haven't really had the opportunity to, to really talk about it all with anybody. So now I want to talk about it with a good friend of mine, Gareth A. Davies, including you, Fight fans. I definitely want to hear your opinions down in the comment section, and I will be replying. I want to know what you guys have thought of the topics that we're about to discuss. Now, firstly, I want to say, obviously, we're going to talk about Lomachenko versus Lopez. The poor judging that took place over the weekend and how we believe uh, things should change. And also, Terrence Crawford versus Kell Brook finally being announced for November the 14th. Now, guys, I have to warn you, both Gareth and I done our best when it came to the Wi-Fi. Here at the house, uh, my nephew is being homeschooled. So when he's online, uh, he has several Zoom sessions going on with classes. It sort of sucks up the Wi-Fi. So bear with me as my Wi-Fi was sort of struggling for a little bit. And so was his because he was sat in a car uh, pretty much it, as the sun was going down. So the lighting changed a little bit. But we did our best. And I hope you guys enjoy the video. I'm good. Ringed <laughs> up. Um, yeah, I'm very good. Um, I've missed your kind of deep belly laugh uh, around the scene as much as I have the scene itself, to be honest. Um, you know, it's been a, you know, you and I haven't spoken in seven months. I think we were Tyson Fury fight the last time. Uh, yeah. We saw each other in February. Um, you know, you even maybe got even a bit more time with him than I did, which is, um, you've got to stop doing that. Um, no, I've missed you. Uh, you look fantastic. Um, uh, um, you look how I feel, which is fantastic. Um, <laughs> you look good yourself. We are back. We, we, we are, you know, we're kind of back, but we're not, if you know what I mean. Right, right. You know, you know. Well, you know what? At the very least, we did have a really good fight over the weekend. Uh, you know, I, I did a poll and no one 
had Teofimo Lopez winning. Now, granted, most of the time people, when someone is relatively, you know, less experienced or unknown, they tend to go with the favorite, which is or was Lomachenko. You know, all the lightweight baubles, arguably Vasil Lomachenko is the number one pound for pound or was the number one pound for pound on the planet. And, you know, like you and like many other people, I saw him as a three to one or four to one favorite against Teofimo Lopez. How did I see the fight? Well, no one could have predicted when you were making those assertions going into the fight. We knew it was going to be bull against the Matador, but Vasil Lomachenko was undone by an extraordinarily clever game plan mm -hmm. by Teofimo Lopez, who'd never overcommitted in the first six rounds. And I think... Vasil Lomachenko and his father, Popachenko, I think they underestimated the boxing ability of Tio. We could not have anticipated that Lomachenko would take six rounds to work him out. In fact, I gave the first seven rounds to Tio. Okay, you know? that's what I was going to ask you because I actually gave uh, Vasil round two. I saw several other people did too. Going into the 12th round, in my opinion, I thought that Lomachenko had to win the 12th in order to even get a draw. There, there was an argument. There was an argument. Yeah, I know exactly the same. If you gave Loma the seventh, for example, which, which a lot of people have talked about as well, I didn't give it. I rewatched the seventh. Um, and it was for me a clear. I mean, I scored it clearly 8 4 in rounds two. Um, to, to Tio. I gave Loma 8, 9, 10, 11, and like you say, the 12th was clearly for Lopez as well. It was quite easy to score, I thought, um, in general. Um, off the TV, I wasn't there live, but you could see, you could you, look at what he did in those first six or seven rounds. You can't make much of a case for him winning that fight or at least even drawing it you know it's very close he might have drawn it if he'd won the last round potentially mm -hmm. if you'd given him the second or the seventh or um but he got his strategy completely wrong um that's why and uh, i mean i'll let you ask me about the second fight but he was outthought and outboxed and out kind of outtrenched in that fight because mm -hmm. Tio came back strong in that 12th round and was the guy that wanted it the most, even though he was fatigued, exhausted, the heavier man. Um, and he had all the advantages anyway, really, in, in many ways. He was probably 15 pounds heavier than Vasil Lomachenko in that ring. And he's always going to have those physical advantages. He's a much bigger man. Lomachenko, let's not forget for anyone watching that doesn't know boxing is actually a featherweight you know right right he was definitely at his peak in terms of weight well, i don't think we're ever going to see lomachenko go any go any larger i don't think that that works out very well for him in his career um i do want to talk a bit about the scorecards uh, just overall on the weekend we had some uh, some pretty dodgy stuff going on with the judges uh the judges scored Loma Lopez as 116, 112, 119, 109, and 117, 111, 
what are your thoughts on that? Because I'm sorry, but I can't agree with that. No, it was a clear 116, 112 for me. Um, yeah. You know, eight rounds to four. Julie Lederman's score of 11 rounds to one for Lopez was very poor because clearly um, Vasyl Lomachenko came back into the fight. You have to give him at least eight, nine, maybe not all of those four rounds, but I think he won all those four rounds. He was much more aggressive. Right. You know, I mean... It's a very odd score, and, and, and it's down to incompetence, in my view. I mean, I spoke to Eddie Hearn yesterday, and he mentioned that scorecard. Eddie was in Antigua, um, and he was saying that he really do th does think, and I agree with this, that judges need to be called in by um, Boxing Border Control or the different yes. commissions in America and made to explain their score. Correct. In every other walk of life, if you get things wrong, when it affects people's careers or, or the standing of the company or the profit margins of the company or the development of the company, you get made accountable and you're penalized for it and you may lose your job or demoted or whatever it be. It does right. not happen enough in boxing and it doesn't reflect well on the sport mm -hmm. because if the commissions are doing that, People, I don't think it's any wrongdoing or anything underhand. As Hearn mentioned, I agree with him. It's just incompetence. Right. And it's time that we, you know, everything's woke now, isn't it? Everything's radicalized. There's a lot of openness on the surface about so many things in life and society. It's time for boxing to catch up with the rest of society and do what everyone else does and make sure that people are accountable, you know? and. Right. That Lederman score was ridiculous, as was the score in the UK with um, Lewis Ritz and, and Miguel Vasquez. Of, well, yeah. Yeah, let's talk a bit about that because we know that Terry O'Connor sorry, uh, will appear before the BBFC board in regards to what appears, mind you, we don't know, it appears as though he is looking at his phone. Although more video has come out, that actually looks more like he's looking at a card. So I'm not quite sure what the situation is, but nonetheless, the judging itself was poor. So let's talk a bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I spoke about this on Talk Sport yesterday and also wrote a piece in The Telegraph today following up with comments from Hearn and also from Robert Smith, the Boxing Board of Control, um, that Terry O'Connor in this hearing will be asked to talk about the allegations that he was holding a mobile phone at ringside and also to explain his score, to talk them through the, the 117, 111 score, which would have made it nine rounds to three to Lewis Ritson. And I didn't score it like that. I scored 115, 113 to Vasquez, yeah. um, who was the busier throughout. And I thought made him miss and out and outboxed mm -hmm. Lewis Ritson, who is the harder puncher. We know that. Um, I watched the video back as well. The posturing and shape of his body when he's going through it makes it look like he's looking at a mobile phone. Mm -hmm. Just for an instant, it looks like how you'd hold a mobile phone and flick through it, you know, with a thumb and right. those things in position. But Robert Smith asked me to go through and look at the video again. And I did. I looked at round two as well and round eight where it's he's actually got something tucked under his arm. Um, I've known Terry a very long time, you know, probably 20, 25 years. And he's a really, really nice man. And I don't understand why he would have had a phone at ringside. It doesn't make any sense. 
I think they will have to look at the video. I think he'll have to explain it. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just his body posture. Um, they start about with 12 cards and they fill them out and they pass them on. Hopefully it is a card and it's just a discussion about incompetent scoring. Eddie called it horrendous scoring. Um, hopefully it is just about the card and nothing else. But let's all be clear, no one thinks that there's any kind of deliberate underhand stuff going on here from Terry O'Connor. He's not that kind of person. And I don't think he'll be accused of that kind of thing. There's no suggestion, not from me or anyone else. I don't think um, that he's, he's done anything deliberately underhand, even though Lou DiBella was very annoyed about it on Saturday night on his social media channel. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things I, I find myself most, dis most disappointed about in boxing is when the casual fans are watching that, maybe they don't necessarily know how to score every round. Maybe they're just seeing it for what it is and yeah. they're thinking, oh, well, that guy clearly won. When you see a robbery happen again and again and again, and all people are reading about is robbery, robbery, all over social media, even yeah. in the headlines for newspapers, I, it, it kind of pisses me, it's not kind of, but it pisses me off because it makes me think this is why people always talk so much crap about boxing and how it's, oh, it's a fixed sport. So moving forward, like you were saying, I, I agree. I think that there should be accountability. I think they should be brought in. In fact, I think they should be recorded. And I think that the boxing fans should be allowed to hear what they say because it doesn't yeah. make any sense. And you're right, it does ruin lives. These guys are training, for the most part, their entire lives for a big moment a world opportunity, a world uh, title opportunity for it only to be held, held in the hands of, of someone who's so reckless. I completely agree. So I'm just trying to search my glasses here because it's getting dark and I've got shades on. There we go. Hang on. It's, it's nighttime. Here we go. That's better. Sorry. Um, okay. I, I had a bit of um, spect spectacle incompetence then. Yeah. Um, but um, look, no, I completely agree because people's careers are affected by it. You know, it could be based on one poor decision of one round. Um, and, and, and it is time it was done. It no really reversal. is. And there's no reversal. It's not like they can go back no. and say, well, now that we're going to score it differently, you know, you won. Well, there's, 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 Michelle, there's, Michelle, there's an appeals process, of course. But then they've got to fight the person again, you know? They won't overturn the decision because, because the, the judge got the score wrong. I think... You know, I think it really is time for it to happen. It really is. And Eddie, Eddie Hearn, again, made a very good point about matchroom oversees snooker and darts, and they have a separate disciplinary panel committee to the actual um, sanctioning body for the sport. So it's not like the sanctioning body is then hammering its own officials. There's a separate body that adjudicates on them. And I think that will be a really good move to to have an independent body, right? They do with drug testing. To have an independent body that judges, the, the you know, and you have experienced yeah. people on those panels, who who know how fights should be judged. Judging is always subjective. You the ten point must system. People look at different things: aggressiveness, not necessarily punch volume, all those kind of things. Ring generalship, footwork, defensiveness, all those qualities. It's a subjective, nuanced thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Based on certain parameters. There will always be strange scores. 
in very close rounds, sometimes, if you have 12 close rounds, someone can win 120, 108 on three cards, but it can be a very close fight. We know that. We've seen it before. No. Very close fight. No, so moving forward, do you feel that there should be sort of a three strikes, you're out sort of situation with no. the no. judges? Or do no, you think... No, no, I just think that they should be continuously educated in a process and there should be a great, there should be, but can I just finish? So if you, what you do is you have a ranking system for the best judges in the world. That's what I would do. And you go up and down those rankings. That's what, that's how I would do it. And when you have the biggest fights that are worth $200 million or $80 million, you bring in the three possible best possible judges in the ranking system to work on that fight. Because then you can't get any better than that. Right. So you have the very best that you've got. Do you know what I mean? Right. No, that makes yeah. complete sense, actually. And I, I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, only Thank because... you, Michelle. <laughs> only because I know that, you know, what, we, what we're constantly witnessing are judges being brought in behind closed doors we don't know what's been said no one divulges any information they don't have to answer to the press uh it's sort don't of comment. on the wrist exactly. back at it well one of the reasons why we haven't heard from from terry o'connor is that the judges and referees in britain are not allowed to comment publicly only the board does because they're board officials and you can't have you know judges and referees you know making comments willy-nilly all over the place all the time but um yeah, it, it, it definitely needs addressing. And I think uh, from this moment now, let's pledge you and I to start campaigning for this issue and not just do it when a bad score comes up. Let's make this something current and something we talk about a lot. And I'm going to write some columns about it and bring it up on my radio shows and on my um, social media and all those places. Now, let's pledge to do it because, you know, Years ago, myself, Lance Pugmire, and a couple of other journos in America, we pushed really hard for Pacquiao and Mayweather to happen. And little suggestions and pushes and pushes and pushes can make things happen. You know, we, the media is influential and can be influential in a really good way. Are you, are you on? Are you on? A hundred percent, I'm on board. I, I, I'm like anyone else watching and get pissed off. And at the end of the day, it's like, well, what can you do? What can you seriously do? And the worst part about it, Gareth, is that the boxer has to take the heat. It's not even the guy who got to call or make the decision. Like he's sort of like, even if he is on the opposite side of a wrong call, you can't blame the fighter. He's not the one who, who made the decision, but yet he's the one who takes all the heat or he and she takes all the heat. So. It is a bit frustrating, but moving on, I definitely want to ask you about uh, Terrence Crawford versus Kell Brook that just got announced for November 14th. Uh, big opportunity for Kell Brook. Definitely think that it's his one last shot at a world title before the, because I know that there's been talks of retirement there with him. What are your thoughts on that matchup? Yeah, it's a great matchup. It's coming late in Kell's career. I think Terrence is at the peak of his powers and he may even get better than this. Um, but if Kel's really on his A game, and I'm disappointed he's not with Dominic Ingle for this fight, by the way, um, but, you know, he knows what he's doing and it's all down to logistics and, you know, where, where they're based and so on. I think Kel's been training out in Spain, hasn't he? So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, Kel's one of our greatest boxers in the mid-range and that's where Terence Crawford likes to operate from. And if Kel can time him, it could be a very, very interesting fight. Look what he did against Golovkin for a couple of rounds, a couple of three rounds against a guy who really he shouldn't have 
been in against in terms of size of man. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, I think, again, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm lamenting the fact that I'm not there. You know, that that's the... Will you be there for it? No, I won't be. I'm actually back. We'll be back in the UK. Yeah. I mean, look, it's a terrific fight. I'm really glad Cal's got it. You know, I got them together at, um, at the, 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 the um, you can take the clip from my, uh, from my YouTube, if you want my YouTube channel. Uh -huh. um, I actually got them together to talk to each other at the Fury um, Wilder 2 fight. Really? Yeah, I did. I, 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 I was working for TalkSport at the weigh-ins and Cal was live with us on the radio and just as we finished I went Cal there's there's Terence we came, I came running over I videoed them and um and all and they were really respectful to each other and Terence said make the weight get the weight off because because yeah. Cal said I'm ready let's do it mm -hmm. um and I know it helps I mean I'm not trying to take any credit for it I don't want I'd love a percentage that's all I'd want <laughs> you know um <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the, uh, sorry, as the light fades here, oh, as the light fades here and I, um, and my car's steaming up, um, just, what a mess. Um, isn't it weird the, um, for us to sort of be operating at like home or in our cars or just some random places these days? Listen, we, I would be in, um, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've just been on the move today, but, but it is interesting to be able to do it like this. Look, <laughs> I think it's a really tough fight for Calbrook if he does it. It claims him legendary status, and yeah. you know, if, like I say, if Kel's coming at this because he really wants glory rather than a, than a decent payday, then then it could be a, it just could be an amazing fight. It really could be an amazing fight. But Terence is a special special talent. Before I forget, yeah. can I just um say about the second if there can be a second Lomachenko um. Uh, Lopez fight. Mm -hmm. I'd really like to see it Me because too. I think Lomachenko would come and yeah, Lomachenko would really attack in the second fight. But the issue is Bob's going to have to pay Lopez a lot of money to fight Lomachenko a second time because he won't step in the ring otherwise. We're going to need crowds and we're going to need a pay-per-view event. If we get crowds by March, April next year, I could really see that as a 20,000 sellout in a rematch. A lot of people saying, oh, we don't want a rematch. No, there's so much more left. Mm -hmm. If that had been a 15-round fight, I think Lomachenko would have won it in the old days. I really do. Um, Lopez's father says that there's a chance that they're going to move up to 140 because his son's been killing himself trying to make weight. Um, but I do agree. I do think that, I don't know why other people online were saying that, oh, let's just move on. I'm like, okay, well, if he stays, <laughs> if he stays at 135, like who, who's he going to fight? Who else is he going to fight? Still a brilliant fight. It's still a, still a brilliant fight. Yeah. Four of those rounds, four of those rounds, Lomachenko dominated. He will get started much earlier, in my view, in the second fight. He'll be, it'll be riskier for him because Lopez is going to be able to hit him more and he'll have all his marbles at that point, all his juice. But the second fight, I think, would be off the charts. And I really do hope that we can make it happen at some point or Bob Aram can make it happen and the guys can. I'm surprised there was not a rematch clause for yeah, such a big fight like this. Were you as surprised? I mean, is there something I'm missing here? Why was there not a rematch in place? The weird thing is, at Fight Camp 4, when we were all finally together and working on an event, mm -hmm. 
uh, at Eddie Hearn's Fight Camp 4, no one asked all week whether there was a Dillian White Povetkin rematch. There was, clause. There was, but because we were all out of practice and we hadn't thought about Dillian losing it, weirdly, or hadn't thought about the ramifications, no one asked Eddie in the week about the rematch clause. No one even mentioned it. It was really strange. I don't know whether it's something they overlooked or, again, whether they didn't take Tio's challenge seriously enough. I don't feel that that, that, that fight is complete yet. I, I really, that, that, that contest between them is complete. That's just my view. I'd love to see them fight a second time. It really doesn't seem as though we're going to get that anytime soon, like, unless, like you said, Bob Arum decides to make a very generous offer to Teofimo because from the looks of it, I mean, he's even gone, Tio has gone as far as saying uh, Lomachenko's performance was, or he was very basic. Uh, he wasn't, he doesn't feel the need. You know, and, and I don't blame them. I mean, if there's no rematch clause set, and I think that there was no rematch clause set because there was no intention for Lomachenko to want to rematch with Teofimo because the idea was, I think for the most part with a lot of people, was that Lomachenko was going to win. So, you know, it's interesting, but definitely what it turned out to not be a very smart move to not have a rematch clause in place, so... Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Listen, Bob can make anything. And he's like, he's like, the, like... Wizard the, the Wizard of Oz. He's he's like um, he's like the he's like the Gandalf of of boxing, isn't he? He's <laughs> you know he's the Obi Wan Kenobi of of boxing Star Wars. So you know, um, he can make it happen. He, he can still make it happen. You know, yeah. um, and I think if if the sums add up, then it will. But you know, Tiafoma Tiafimo Lopez. Josh Taylor, Tiafimo Lopez. Um, oh God, there's a million of them. I, mean, that, I can see it. I, I mean, exactly, all of them, all of them. You know, I mean, so you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's up to him what he does. But and and he may want to go on and and not fight um, Vasil Lomachenko again. But yeah. it's one I'd like to see anyway. I'm, I'm starting to sound boring over that. And <laughs> my power is very close to running out. By the no, you know what? We're gonna go ahead and up here i can sit here and ask you a million questions about the current state of boxing but i really wanted to touch on those three topics thank you so much give me a million for... reasons give me a million reasons <laughs> i need a million reasons sing it for me make it the end of the i oh, know you could you yeah just 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 do a bit of gaga for me right now do a what Lady Gaga, do a little bit of lady <laughs> gaga for me i don't oh, even give know me a million reasons. Come on, give me a million reasons <laughs> Well, you got my, listen. I, I people say to me sometimes when I'm working on TV that I have more costume changes than at a Britney Spears concert. But you know, <laughs> you, you know, look, you, you've been dressing up recently with with all the exercise you're doing and and getting fit. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've had more costume changes than Lady Gaga recently, haven't you? You know, <laughs> I've been definitely, you know, getting my um, my fashion on in terms of gym apparel so and i've been getting some stuff sent to me which is great i wasn't expecting all that so i can't complain with free do you know what i mean so if yeah. anybody else wants to send me anything you know hit up my dms <laughs> <laughs> but no it's great speaking with you gareth and you know what i will be back in the uk very soon and i will be going into the bubble so uh hopefully we'll get an opportunity to sort of catch up and actually do an interview face to face but I always respect and appreciate your opinion. 
So thank you for coming on. And when there's more news that keeps popping, it'd be great to have you back on. It's my absolute pleasure to be on with you. Much love and look forward to seeing you back soon in the UK. Thank you. All right, I'll speak with you later. Cheers. All right, bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.